Hey guys, this is Francis, and welcome to As You Wish, where we explore one line from one verse of the book, Vashishta's Yoga. It's going to be an exciting ride. Here we go. Okay, so I want to call this one Not Interested, and I'll tell you why. It has to do with the story progression at this point. So where we are in the story is that Dasaratha has a guest in the palace, Visvamitra, who has requested Rama uh, come along with him and help him take care of a serious issue that he's dealing with. And at this point, Dasaratha has agreed that, okay, well, we'll let Rama go. And so he calls someone to go get Rama, and, and the servant that goes to get him reports back and says, gosh, you know, I don't know what's happening with your son, man, but... Uh, he's just really God, not interested in anything. He doesn't, you know, um, want to engage in any of his regular duties. He's not even interested in any kind of pleasurable things. We've tried and tried, and Rama's just like, eh, kind of disengaged, not interested. And um, that brings me to the quote that I want to pull out of this part one, chapter 10. So the quote is, Again and again, he sings to himself. Oh, let me just kind of back up for a second. So what the, um, this is the servants kind of telling the father, you know, what, what's happening with Rama. And so they're telling the father this about Rama. So they say that again and again, he sings to himself. Alas, we are dissipating our lives in various ways instead of striving to reach the supreme. People wail aloud that they are suffering and that they are destitute, but no one sincerely turns away from the sources of their suffering and destitution. So that's the line that jumped out at me from this part one, chapter 10. And a couple of things came up for me on this one. Uh, Number one, a quote that I heard once, I'm that says, if you want to see what you're committed to, look at what you have. That one really hit home for me. If you want to see what you are committed to, look at what you have. And then moving beyond that, I uh, had a quote from Pema Chodron that uh, we read in yoga class just the other day. Uh, It was about having no expectations and just being kind. So, you know, given that if we look around us and we see what we're committed to, I think the next thing that is possible to happen is we might kind of start beating ourselves and get down on ourselves for for not doing differently. But I want to read this Pema Chodron quote that says, uh, have no expectations, just be kind. This is from the Pocket Pema Chodron, my favorite little book. So she says, a meditation student I was working with whom I'll call Dan, had a serious alcohol and drug problem. He was really making great strides, and then he went on a binge. On the day I found out, I happened to have an opportunity to see my teacher, Trungpa Rinpoche. I blurted out to him how upset I was that Dan had gone on a binge. I was so disappointed. Rinpoche got really angry. It completely stopped my heart and mind. He said that being upset about Dan's binge was my problem. You should never have expectations for other people. Just be kind to them. He told me in terms of Dan, I should just help him 
keep walking forward inch by inch and be kind to him. Invite him for dinner. Give him a little gifts and do anything to bring some happiness to his life. Instead of having these big goals for him, he said that setting goals for others can be aggressive, really wanting a success story for ourselves. When we do this to others, we are asking them to live up to our ideals. Instead, we should just be kind. And I know this is kind of in relationship to having expectations for others. And you might even be in, in uh, doing it from a good place. Um, but I also want to kind of translate this into how we are being toward ourselves. How are we kind to ourselves when we have, you know, things that we want in life and maybe we haven't gotten them? Um, you know, how are we being kind to ourselves in the process? I'm not saying let go of those goals or like don't have them. Um, I'm, I'm saying when you set something out for yourself or you have a vision to, you know, kind of think of as though you're, you're treating yourself as though you would treat someone else. You know, I, in this story where Pema Chodron is talking about her student, you know, she was so disappointed in her student for not, you know, doing what they, you know, had set out to do. And I think we do that to ourselves too. So how much is that living in that place of just being disappointed in ourselves how is that going to help us? You know, it's not really. It's just beating ourselves up for no reason. So um, that quote that we read in class just seemed to fit perfectly. Uh, again, even though it was related toward others, I want to kind of shift the focus around to um, relating it to how we deal with ourselves when we have our goals and dreams and desires and hopes. Um, what we focus on grows. So we want to focus on what lifts us up. And as we create our goals, you know, perhaps finding ways that we can focus on the positive and keep taking steps toward our goals. You know, as Rama was noticing, like people don't, you know, turn away from their source of suffering. They, they just kind of like stay in a loop and kind of stay in there. Um, I think we all can relate to that in some way or another. Either we've done it ourselves or we've seen it with other people. I think sometimes when people go through something that's pretty traumatic, they can keep telling the same story over and over and over again. And their friends and family are kind of nodding their heads like, oh my goodness, you know, they love them, you know, but they are maybe just seeing from the outside in, wow, they're really still in this and haven't let go of something. Um, what will be the kindest way for friends and family to work with that person, you know, if the person is unaware that they're in that loop and circling round and round and round, they might not be able to see it. Maybe they can see it and they just don't know how to get out. So again, you know, looking to see where we can take steps to be kind to ourselves, to others. And the last thing I thought about was an active practice that might help us come to a better place. There's an amazing book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And it talks about how he overcame in a really tremendous way. Uh, he was in a terrible car accident. And um, he just, it, it just was so devastating. He um, 
found a way though to overcome and in came in the form of a morning practice. And so he has also a simple way to outline the morning practice. It, there is a memory device to help you remember what the steps are, and it spells out savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. And so what each of those letters stands for is a part of the morning practice. Now, I think that Hal Elrod does it in a pretty profound way. It might be a little bit longer. I've seen a lot of offshoots of this in my studies where I've seen people do like the one minute version of this, like you do one minute of each. Now I'm going to say definitely you're going to get more benefit if you can do more, but don't drop the ball if you don't feel like you have time. Do something, maybe pick one or maybe do the quick version and, you know, just continue to come back and then just grow that. Remember what you focus on grows. So maybe we can even do that with a morning practice. So I'm going to give you the steps. The steps are S is for silence. And that can be quiet time. It can be meditation, silence. A is for affirmations. Affirmations you can make up yourself. I have a little box um, set of affirmation cards from Louise Hay. And uh, I can easily pick a card and read the affirmation for the day. You can pick up any kind of affirmation, uh, you know, book or again, write them yourselves, but affirmations in some way or another, repeating positive phrases to yourself. The third one is V, visualization. So take a moment to visualize. What is it that you want? What is your goal? I was listening to yesterday on a YouTube live, Paximus Enterprises. So he had a study group online that was basically live. He is working on his dissertation in live real time and giving study tips to anyone who is there attending live and needs a study buddy. This helped me a lot. I'm at the moment studying intro to neuroscience and I have some homework from that class. And this was a great opportunity. And uh, he was saying that in groups, organizations, it's very easy to forget what our goal is. You know, what is the goal of this company if you're in a company? Well, you can apply that to yourself too. What are my goals? So if you visualize what you want, you visualize where you see yourself, that can be very helpful. E is next. E is for exercise. So exercise is so great. Anytime we need a little more blood flow, a little more energy, exercise can really just help things just flow and go. We feel better about ourselves. We get the endorphins going. And it's, it's just a really great way to clear your mind as well. If there's a lot going on mentally, physically, emotionally, exercise is, is just the easiest way to kind of clear the cobwebs. So it can be taking a walk, picking up some weights, doing some yoga, exercise. The next letter is R for reading. And so reading things that are inspirational to you, reading any kind of a spiritual book that feels kind of uplifting to you, or reading to bring yourself closer to your goal. Maybe it's reading a textbook or reading up on how to do a different thing that's related to whatever your field is, your field of study, your field of work. Um, reading. I would go for the kind of spiritual practice one since this is kind of what we're focusing on at the moment. 
And then the last letter is S for scribing. So write it down, scribing. So journaling in some form or another. Um, you can just simply have a gratitude journal, which is amazing. I started a gratitude journal a while ago um, when my mom had passed away. It was a really tough time in life. And I found that it was very easy to go down a, a really tricky path, you know, to be down in the dumps and kind of not really, you know, just feel that good. So to start a gratitude journal and write down really what I could be grateful for made a huge difference. And not only that, I found the gratitude journal and uh, just, you know, a couple of days ago and was just reading through it. And it reminded me, that, you know, even though that time was tough, you know, look at these other really great things I have to be just so happy to have in my memory. Times with the kids, special days, you know, again, what we focus on grows. So those are my few thoughts for part one, chapter 10, not interested. And uh, I think when we become not interested, we can kind of look for those tools that can help us and possibly the miracle morning practice or another morning practice. So just to sum it up, Number one, if you want to see what we're committed to, look at what we have around us. And number two, be kind. Be kind as we go through this process. And number three, take positive action daily. And maybe it's going to be in the form of something like the Miracle Morning. I hope this has been helpful. Have a great rest of your day and let's keep learning and growing as we go. Thanks for coming along this journey with me. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of As You Wish. For more resources, go to my website, www.taylorfitwellness.com, and I hope you'll find some helpful, useful things there to help you on your journey. Take care. Bye.